Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. But before we jump in, we want to say a huge thank you to the former host, Lisa and Caitlin. Thank Thank you you guys so much for passing the torch on to us. We have such big shoes to fill. I feel like we can't tell you how many times, I mean, we've listened religiously for the last two years every Thursday and what they have built here, it is such an honor for us to step in. So um, we hope that you guys bear with us during this transition and please also keep in touch because we want to know how we can continue to improve and make it better and enjoyable, more enjoyable for you guys as you listen. Definitely. And the ways you can keep in touch are at Royally Obsessed Podcast on Instagram. You can join our Facebook group at Royally Obsessed. You can subscribe to the podcast and leave us a royal rating um, of five stars. Pretty please. (laughs) (laughs) And then let us know your thoughts. You can email us at info at gallerypodcast.com. We would love to hear from you. We welcome any and all feedback. We are so excited to embark on this journey with you guys. And we cannot wait to hear what you guys think. Please let us uh, know. Drop us a line. Woo. (laughs) Yay. Well, so now let's kick things off with some background on why we're royally obsessed. Um, Roberta, tell me, how did you fall in love with the royal family? Yeah. So a bit of background about me and Rachel. Well, we have worked at Pure Wow for the past almost five years. And yeah, we were hired about the same time, actually, which is so I know, which is, yeah. which is funny. And we both have a love of the Royals, obviously, as you'll learn <laughs> as you get to know us. And we've been covering them for the entire time we've worked at Pure Wow. Uh, so we are very excited. I personally started loving the Royals uh, when I was probably middle school age. So my family, when I was seven years old, moved to Scotland and we lived there for a year. I don't know if that's like the one thing I didn't know about you. I feel like (laughs) I know so much about you, but I didn't know you lived in Scotland. I know it's super random, but fun fact, we lived in Scotland. My parents did a sabbatical over there because they're both professors. So they wanted to teach over there. So It was great. I loved the country. We got to visit all over Europe. So we did go to London. I saw the changing of the guard at Buckingham Palace. And I think that honestly, if I had to pinpoint the exact moment, it would be seeing that, seeing how grand Buckingham was. And honestly, just um, covering them for Pure Wow has really kind of increased my fascination. Um, And I you know, have loved watching the family expand and grow. And so it's been super exciting. I know. I feel like it's like amazing how it's evolved even in the short, in the five years we've been at Pure Wow. It's crazy. Um, I know. For me, I feel like it's kind of funny. My mom takes the credit for my royal family love, um, obsession, I should say, um, because she was actually pregnant with me at the same time that Princess Diana was pregnant with Prince William. So I'm giving away my age. Back in (laughs) in, uh, 1981, he was born in June 1982. So um, she was glued to to the screen, kind of keeping up with all the updates and feeling very royal herself as she watched um, her pregnant. As a result, I kind of came of age with William. And my one of my more embarrassing facts is that I even sent him a letter asking him to the prom when I was 15. Stop. It's so, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe I'm admitting this. But um, the I only reason it. I even remember this detail about my childhood is that I must have drafted the letter and made sure my cursive was perfect because um, I'm obviously writing to, uh, you know, Buckingham Palace, Kensington Palace. Right. Um, 
to the and royals. You have to have so, perfect handwriting. <laughs> exactly. So I have the draft um, letter that I sent. I, of course, did not hear back, but I honestly don't even know where I sent it because it wasn't like I was able to easily Google at the time. I feel like I had like a fan right. mail book or something. But anyways, I wrote him a letter. <laughs> and you found the draft recently? I found and- the draft recently when I was home visiting my family. It's was it embarrassing so- to reread? Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just so awkward. But um, but I did go to the prom, not with Prince William, but I did, you know, <laughs> the effort was there. <laughs> Surprise twist, Rachel Bowie has been to the prom with Prince I have William. been to the prom with Prince William. That's why I'm hosting this. No. Um, but what does make me the most excited what I did kind of dig up when we were taking this on is that it's actually been one year since we Roberta and I were actually co-hosts of Pure Wow's IG TV show that we were doing to um as we waited out Megan's um pregnancy with Archie right. we were waiting it was called bump date I think and the uh, countdown to the when countdown. she had royal baby Archie so we've kind of come full circle. It's our year anniversary as we're kicking this off. So I like I that. I can't believe it's been a year since she had our, well, I guess well, it's been it, a when we started the show. Than, yeah. Right, exactly. When we exactly. were counting down, but still, that is, that is crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I love it. Well, so now it's time for the Royal Refreshment. And now it's time for the Weekly Royal Cocktail. This week we're drinking, clink, clink, clink. Clink, 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 tea. Tea, cheers, <laughs> virtual separate, cheers. <laughs> separate home offices. Social because, distancing. Yes, yes, we're social distancing. Um, and Rachel, I have to say your mug is amazing. Well, She's so, holding it up for me right now. And so describe what's on it. So basically I have a small minor collection. I think you have one too of Sophie and Lily mugs. Um, the illustrator, Jennifer Vallis. If you don't follow Sophie and Lily on Instagram, you should, because she regularly sketches Meghan Markle, Kate Middleton, the queen. I think she actually just released, um, some doll kits. So if you're like at home kind of, oh, you know, stay at home orders, you can make a princess Diana pillow or something like that or doll. And when you say I have a collection, you mean I have one mug that well, has I, Kate Middleton and Prince William on it, which is beautiful. Her drawings yes. are amazing. They're but amazing. yours has Princess Diana. Yeah, so mine is, mine is Princess Diana, the one I'm using today to sip my tea. And she is actually wearing um, one of her, my favorite looks of all time, if everyone remembers the iconic red sweater with um, all the white sheep and one black sheep. Um, that is just, I wish that they had this available today. If someone wants to knit it for me, I would welcome it. But um, it's just such a classic Diana look. And you know what's funny is it reminds me that Harry Styles recently stepped out in a similar sweater because Rachel and I were talking about how we can't find this sweater anywhere that doesn't exist anymore. You can't Mm -hmm. buy it. But Harry Styles wore something very similar. I think it was a sweater vest form. That could be... It was. It was a sweater vest. You're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. And all white sheep and one black sheep. So what a call out to Princess Diana. Oh, to Diana. I I love it. Doesn't get better than that. So anyways, it's the perfect mug to sip my tea. I have to tell you that I'm drinking Fortnum and Mason black current, black current and elderflower tea. Ooh, so, so I on feel brand. very British and on brand, and it is delicious. And I have honey in it. So, oh my gosh, I feel like the queen definitely approves. I sadly am <laughs> drinking my lemon zinger tea. I think or lemon ginger is from Trader Joe's. Um, don't judge me. <laughs> hey, I mean a mix of high and low brow. That's what it's we're actually here for. delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> I love it. All right. So next, we're going to move on to this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. 
I can't believe it's been 15 years since Prince Charles married Camilla Parker Bowles on April 9th, 2005. Can you believe it's been 15 years? I can't years? believe that. Um, I mean, happy happy 15 years to those guys. That's amazing. At the same time, though, it's like March has been 10 years in yeah. itself. So, <laughs> so they get to it add to feels that. like 25 years, I guess. But <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> so as a reminder, their relationship began quite some time before 2005. As we all know, they got hitched in a private civil wedding at Windsor's Guild Hall on April 9th, 2005. After that, they returned to Windsor Castle for a service of blessing led by the Archbishop of Canterbury. Did you watch that on TV? Did you watch the service? No, I don't think it was on TV, actually. I think it was a pretty small, or was it? I think that their guild hall wasn't televised and that that part was, but maybe... Maybe it was just online. They recorded it on the BBC. I'm not sure. I thought yeah. that the service of blessing was. Um, but about 800 people attended the wedding, which is yeah. a lot. And, I think and a huge around, show of support. Yeah. Like. And I think over 20,000 actually showed up on the streets to cheer them on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, congrats to those guys. I feel like it's um, – I hope that they're doing something really fun to celebrate. I know that the 15-year anniversary is crystal. That's the traditional anniversary gift. So, Interesting. Um, but I feel like they're probably also social distancing. But – I don't know, because Camilla, I think, they're on the mend. I mean, right. Char- Prince Charles is on the mend from coronavirus, so And I perhaps- think that their 14-day quarantine is actually over this week, so mm-hmm. maybe they're able to kind of reunite and have their anniversary. That's, like, perfect timing for them, actually. Yeah, exactly. To be able to so- reunite amidst all this and celebrate. But, yeah, 15 years. Congrats, guys. Congratulations. Um, and we also got a little update from Camilla. Clarence House posted uh, – photo of her working in her uh, office while social distancing. And she's wearing this cute little pink sweater. And it's a so jumper. nice to see that. A jumper. Oh, yeah, you're right. A jumper. a jumper. No, it's the same thing. I just love that they call them jumpers. Yeah. But it's very funny to see her. It's just interesting to see her in something so casual, I think, yeah. is my um, kind of takeaway from that and that they are doing well and Prince Charles is on the mend. So that is yeah. really good. And making regular calls to NHS workers and all that stuff. I feel like they're just doing, they're doing a lot right now, which is really impressive. So. They are. They're keeping busy. Um. Anyway, so this week's Royal Rundown, Rundown, you guys, there is so much news. I can't believe it. it even when everyone's kind of home doing their thing, there's just a lot going on. So the biggest thing that we want to talk about um, or kick things off with is the Queen's COVID speech um, on last Sunday night, the 93-year-old monarch, she made a historic address um, via a four-minute long broadcast from Windsor Castle, and that's where she's relocated to during coronavirus. Um, what makes it really historic is that it's the, the it was only the fifth address of its kind. So while the Queen has delivered a recorded Christmas message annually, the only other times that she's given an address like this have been for the Diamond Jubilee in 2012, the Queen Mother's death in 2002, the death of Princess Diana in 1997, and the first Gulf War in 1991. Um, So that's really huge for her to take a moment. I mean, she's been a monarch now for 68 years, um, but she is, you know, she really has has been through a lot. And I think, I mean, I think that that's what makes it so um, comforting, to be honest, to hear from her. Definitely. Did you watch it live? I did. I, you know what? I, I tried to watch it live. I was counting it down. And then um, my son, I have a two-year-old, he um, kind of in- intercepted. I think I had the time difference slightly off and I logged in at 7 p.m. and it was on at 8. But did you watch it live? I, so I was the same exact thing. I watched it, I think, maybe an hour after it aired. I 
I think I had the time difference or it wasn't play. It was something where I logged on. It wasn't playing back right away or something. Yeah. But I had chills. I don't know yeah, how you felt, but I, to see her, especially like in, you know, in all her glory and at 93, I thought was just like so her her message was of hope i know we can well let's um, uh let's cue the clip uh can we get the clip on uh you know her poignant line was we will meet again let's let's play that back we should take comfort that while we may have more still to endure better days will return we will be with our friends again we will be with our families again we will meet again Gosh, just just hearing that here, it gives me chills. And um, what I didn't realize at the time, but um, learned immediately after, was that um, "We Will Meet Again" is actually a reference to a famous England English singer, Vera Lynn, um, and her World War II anthem that she performed at the time or wrote at the time about being separated from loved ones. And since the Queen's speech, I thought this was fascinating. Um, that song has climbed 830 places on the charts to number 22 practically overnight. And That's it might amazing. even win. I saw a story in um, the British press that um, it might even win Song of the Year. Like, that's how what? much it kind of, like, soared. So It's a banger. Wow. Yeah, that's super. Which is amazing. That's a, so interesting. I love that. And I love that she referenced the song and, like, pop culture. Yeah, but she was just, you know, so stoic and like, I think that for me, it was her evenness and sort of like she was unwavering in what and how she, she didn't change how she, she's always that way. So I think just seeing her and hearing from her in the same manner we hear from her all the time made me feel, it was kind of the first time I felt like a sense of comfort, if I'm being totally honest, because this is a very scary time. Definitely. And I feel like the Royals... I mean, if anything, are resilient and steadfast and always kind of there in these moments of trial and tribulation. So I think that that's just the fact that she was there on TV, that she didn't really call out anyone in a negative way, but almost just said, if you are social distancing, you should be proud of yourself. Like you're doing the country a great big service. Mm -hmm. Um, And she thanked National Health Service workers on the front line. Um, I think yeah, she really was, kept the focus on that almost, which was really cool. That which she was did really that. nice, and it felt kind of like a rallying cry almost, like a, mm-hmm. a call back to World War II. Or um, she kind of, you know, said like we should, you know, be able to look back and be proud of ourselves and the way we acted in these um, uncertain times. And so I think that was that was really kind of poignant and stuck with me. Also, I want to talk about what she wore though. Can we talk about her outfit? Totally. Yes. Let's talk about it. (laughs) So for those who didn't see, she was wearing a bright green shift um, with a three strand pearl necklace and a turquoise brooch. And a lot of, you know, obviously so much thought goes into these things. I mean, Royal fashion commentator Elizabeth Holmes can tell you, you know, these things are not the not casual decisions. Are not, <laughs> they're not just like, let me throw this on. Yeah. Um, so kind of breaking down like what that all means. I read somewhere that it's the green is similar to the healthcare worker mm-hmm. kind of scrub. Yeah, I color, saw that, which too. I thought was super interesting. Um, I also feel like it, you know, some I think even Elizabeth Holmes may have mentioned it could have been a nod to spring. Um 
uh, which makes a lot of sense, kind of like that, you know, green is re- rebirth time, you know, everything's blooming, right. all the flowers. So I feel like it was definitely um, either, I, I think that there were multiple meanings behind it, but I did think that the one that stood out the most was that it was a parallel to the NHS workers and the scrubs that they wear, um, the color that. of the scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. And that, it, you know, other color choices, it's like, Yellow feels a little too happy, mm-hmm. and so I think green was just the perfect spring color. Spring is, you know, like you said, rebirth. And there was Did something you see- else about about her jewelry choices. Is that yes. It? So um, the brooch actually was um, some, it belonged to Queen Mary, which was her grandmother. And she, and people, you know, I think that that was kind of a nod to various generations and family. Um, but I thought this was the most interesting p- detail for me was that the necklace, which as you mentioned is three strands of pearls, was actually a gift from her grandfather, but she also wore it during her Gulf War address and for her Diamond Jubilee address. Oh, so, so interesting. So I she's think worn that, it for a lot of these big yeah, like, moments. So, speeches. I think the consistency of that, I, I I just love the sort of thought that goes into what she, what all the royals wear. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you, did you see, because it was a green outfit, um, the memes that developed because people could turn it into sort of like a green screen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so people were putting like different like animals on her. And, and baby like, Yoda. It's, it's like definitely worth a Google. <laughs> The internet will never cease to amaze. I know. I mean, when it comes to the monarch, a good opportunity, I guess. It's just not where my head was at, but you know, bravo. So, um, but overall, I just thought it was really well done. Really well done. And an interesting thing that I think people were kind of worried about, they're like, how is a film crew going to, you know, film Mm -hmm. this address when she needs to be, you know, self-isolating and kept safe and not around very many people. And so they filmed it in a room where she was far enough away I think she was like you know over six feet away from the camera person who was wearing gloves and a hazmat suit they were the only two people in the room Mm -hmm. uh and there were no pictures behind her which I thought was super interesting yeah that is so true when the address usually they give um a speech and there's all these family photos especially at Christmas definitely yeah um and there was none and I think that was kind of a testament to in social distancing, you may not be able to see your loved ones. Mm-hmm. So it's That's a, a good reminder point. Yeah, that what even a good she idea. Yeah. can't see, you know, her children or her family, but that she's, you know, the voice of the country, I guess you could say at this Absolutely. Moment. Well, and one of my favorite um, actually comments that I read about it was from a former Scottish conservative leader that commented to the Eastern, um, the Evening Standard, um, that um, the remark was, I didn't know I needed to hear that, but it turns out I did. And I think that perfectly captures it for me with um, the Queen's speech. I just felt like I didn't know that I needed to hear from her so much, but I really, really um, benefited from that. And it, it brightened my outlook on things. Definitely. And also, you know, William and Kate have continued their efforts to help the National Health Service workers. Did you get a chance to listen to William's call? They posted on their Instagram feed, just him, basically a recording of his outreach um, to NHS workers. And um, I just feel like, you know, everyone is really banding together. So it's it's impressive. They're all doing, it seems like a lot, um, even if they can't be in the spotlight, which is really, really nice and inspiring. Yeah. Um, So moving on, our next royal story of the day is Meghan and Harry announced the name of their new nonprofit, which I am shocked by. Breaking news. news. (laughs) Yeah, this news broke last night, but Rachel Bowie and I are kind of like, uh, okay. A lot of Um, thoughts. Yeah, a lot of thoughts because I don't think they plan to announce this right away. 
Uh, it seems that the Telegraph uh, actually broke the news and asked them for a comment, and they ended up giving one, which I thought was super interesting, but we'll get into that a little later. So forget Sussex Royal. The new name, drumroll please, dun, 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 is <laughs> Archwell, which might, may or may not be the, the right pronunciation. Yeah, so we need to talk about that because as far as we can find, we have like scrubbed the internet. There is no official pronunci- way to pronounce, pronounce, I can't even say pronounce, I can't say pronounce is what I mean to say. Um, <laughs> let's go with Archwell. Um, but it does mean source of source of action, which really source kind of, of is action, a right. great way to sort of define their brand. And I think um, what gave me pause, well, I just, I, I think I have so many thoughts about this. So first of all, I didn't expect this reveal to come so soon. And you were saying that, you know, the reason they kind of had to had to drop the information and so early and give a statement, which is also a weird time to give the statement because with everything going on. But I think because they were filing all the legal claims and the two in the U.S., word was getting out. So they just wanted to get ahead of the news cycle. And so they gave an interview to the the Daily Telegraph. um, But the quote that was most perplexing to me was that they said, before Sussex Royal came the idea of Arche, the Greek word meaning source of action. We connected to this concept for the charitable charitable organization we hope to build one day, and it became the inspiration for our son's name. So my question is, how long, like, were they naming Archie in conunction with his, with this as turning it into an empire? Like, and so right, it's like Royal became, was never going to be the long-term plan? Like, I, I don't yeah. know. I just was confused. It's interesting, yeah. Which which came first, the the nonprofit or Archie? Because it seems like in that statement that the nonprofit came yeah. first. We connected so was, to this concept for the charitable organization we hope to build one day, and it became the inspiration for our son's name. Yeah. So I feel like I I love Harry and Meghan. I don't get me wrong, but I just feel like it seems so weird. Like, is was their son part of their brand? Like, I, I mean, I, I think also the meaning is really impressive. But I just, I have a lot of questions. I'm sure there'll be follow ups um, once they get their all their team in place. We'll get a lot more explanation once the once the website goes live. Um, but but yeah. is this like their entire? My my main question is: Is this their entire brand? Like, is Mm-hmm. Sussex Royal being replaced by Archwell because I don't know. To me, it sounds more like this is a nonprofit organization that they're starting. They're starting a website called Archwell. They're doing these educational materials online, but that's not. Is that their entire? You know, is that the scope of what it is they're doing? I thought this sounded more like an offshoot of that, and that the real kind of Sussex brand, we still don't know what that's going to be called. I mean, I think these are all very, very good questions, Roberta. I support your question. (laughs) Maybe I don't want to admit I was wrong because I called that it would be just Harry and Megan. Wait, and tell me why you thought it was that again. It was because... So because their last Instagram post before they shut down their Sussex Royal account, they signed off Harry and Megan. That's right. Okay. And... They had been kind of at events and things saying like, oh, just call me Harry. For Prince Harry had said that. Just call yes. me Harry. Drop the prince. They signed off their last post, Harry and Meghan. They signed the caption, Harry and Meghan. It felt like they were moving toward an Oprah Winfrey style first name basis, Bill and Melinda. Also and awesome. So I love I'm, that. Interested to see if Arch- Archwell is actually the name of this entire kind of shift or yeah. if it's just an offshoot of that. Um, to me, I personally think that it could just be a website and a support group that they mentioned, but not the entire brand name. So True. we'll see. But I think it's funny that she's 
relaunching a wellness slash lifestyle website, or that's what they filed. Yeah, so like for. the TIG, right? Bringing that right. back, maybe. Exactly. She has such experience with that with her personal blog that she yeah. used to run before becoming a royal. So I think that's really interesting. And that was more of like a lifestyle home cooking kind of website. So. Yeah, which would be really I mean, I, I'm so I'm so curious. I have a lot of questions. One thing I did do, I have to admit, is that I was like immediately when I saw the name, I went on Instagram, I was like, they have to have already reserved Archwell, like at Archwell for Instagram. It, this is gonna tell everything. I'm gonna be one of the first to follow it. And right. I went and it's just owned by like some random guy, unless it's them and it's all a code. But the only <laughs> the only image is a Wait, is what's a, the name? What's it's just name it's just at Archwell. Oh, the name of the guy. Let me see if yeah. I can pull it up. Um, <laughs> because maybe it's a code name. Yeah, yeah. Them. The name of the guy is Nathaniel Robbins. But the only oh. if anyone wants to go check it out, the only picture, so the icon is a tree. And the only picture is a Algo electric blue frame. That's it. But but not their blue because they not have their a blue, very, not Sussex their Royal navy blue. blue. Is a very no. distinct color navy blue. Yeah, interesting. So, I find that so interesting. Is Nith? I'm like trying to think of like the anagram for Nathaniel. I know, Robinson. right? Exactly. Can we unscramble the letters and it, it makes saying <laughs> that's your task? Email us. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I know, but but so maybe that like maybe they'll just transition Sussex Royal and like because you can easily change the handle. Um, maybe they do are in negotiations to buy Archwell. To buy There's the just handle, a yes. lot of questions, but this is a very exciting development. I think that they're going to use the time of coronavirus to still like go dark and kind of get their team in order. But um, but yeah, lots lots to uh, look forward to, I guess. I know, so exciting. Um, so, you know, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't um, spend some time talking about, um, while we're on the subject of Meghan and Harry, um, more news that um, her Disney nature documentary, Elephant, came out this week, which is really exciting. If anyone hasn't seen it yet, it's available to stream on Disney+. And as you'll remember, Megan actually lent her voice as the narrator for this. What I thought was really interesting is I think there was so much royal scuttlebutt, I'm going to use that word, um, that um, Megan actually, that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that Megan actually like locked down the gig um, in around the time that we first heard about it. So that was March. The two filmmakers, Vanessa Berlowitz and Mark Linfield, just really knew in a like instantly that Megan was the right person to to narrate it. Um, so I think so that it's in a long it's a long time coming. It seems yeah, like and supposedly kind of, she waived her fee for everyone that's saying that she you know was just needs to get money now. Like apparently, according to the filmmakers, she waived her fee. Um, but there's that infamous chat with, that Harry had at the premiere of The Lion King where he whispered in Bob Iger's ear, you know, the head of Disney, be like, you know, and people kind of put words in his mouth being like, you got to get Megan some work. But I, that's not at all, according to everything I read, that's not at all how it played out. It seems like, well, if, I mean, the timing is correct, like she did this long before they even made, you know, they even made any announcement that they were leaving the royal family. So I think that this, she was always going to do this kind of as a... Nonprofit. Yeah, exactly. I think that I I think that this just supports their already their effort their interest that they already have in Botswana and supporting the work there. So I don't I think it was not an opportunistic moment for her. Um, but the the thing that I want to talk to you about is that the reviews are actually in, and they're not a hunt. They're not really that great. <laughs> they're they're not really that great, but they're not really. That's terrible. Um, It's interesting that we both kind of realized the UK British uh, press seems a little more critical 
yeah. of Megan, which I don't think it should come as any shock at all um, from what they've kind of said. And yeah, I but think so, a lot of people really liked it. So you watched it. Well, yeah, so I was going to ask if, did you watch it? <laughs> I watched it this morning. And I watched it also this week. Um, and I... And okay, it came so, out on Friday. It came out last Friday. Yeah. So, so what did I wanted you think? to watch it over the weekend, and I I didn't make time for it. Sadly, I was catching up on Westworld, um, <laughs> but I did watch it today. So a lot of what the critics said were that um, was that Megan sounded too cloying and a little too over the top. I agree just very surface level only because I think that her voice to me and maybe I'm wrong about this and you can correct me but I think her voice is so recognizable almost like she didn't need to kind of do as much as she did like she went a little overboard with some of it like there's Mm -hmm. one scene um where the elephants jump into this like giant muddy river and she's like it's time for a pool party. And you're just like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little bit like, okay. Um, most of the time, though, I thought she was amazing. That She really, like, made it sing. She had such cute intonations. The way she talked about the baby elephant kind of made me feel like she was talking about Archie in a weird way. Which yeah. is, like, just, like, her talking about a one-year-old. And it, she, she made it seem like... Um, she was, I mean, she was voice acting, and I think yeah. she did a really good job. What do you think? It was mixed, like we said, but I loved it. I really, <laughs> I have to say that I got, in the beginning, I was, like, listening. I thought she did an amazing job, and I kept thinking, like, is it because we're expecting, you know, some of the giant, like, male voices of, you know, celeb voices, um, like Morgan Freeman or something like that to swoop right. in with their, like, really impressive voices, um, but I just, I thought she was playful and delightful. And I was also trying to picture like, what if like Julia Roberts did it or somebody else? And I think it would be the same tone. I even forgot I was listening to Meghan Markle at one point. There's a great scene where the lions kind of encircle the baby elephant and there's like a real like dramatic kind of, you know, are they going to get the baby? And the mom swoops in, the mom elephant swoops in. And I I just thought Meghan narrated it brilliantly. I really... I went in expecting to hate it, and I really liked it. Okay. I think I went into it more so thinking of, like, Planet Earth and Mm -hmm. these more serious world documentaries, and I shouldn't have done that because this is a kid's film. So it's Disney. Obviously, it's Mm Disney-fied, and I think that that's a good thing to remember while watching it is that it's not, like, very serious or directed towards adults. It's very lighthearted. It's a sweet story of a mom and a son elephant and then this matriarch elephant. And I just kind of expected more of like a David Attenborough, like Mm -hmm. super serious conservation tone. And it wasn't that at all. I think that maybe going in without thinking that it will be a lot better. And I'm going to watch it. (laughs) And it's great. It's great escapism right now too. I thought it was just very fun and and silly and, and, uh, they, I, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. (laughs) If you watch it, I hope you watch it this week and I hope that you email us because we really want to talk about it. So we want to talk about it and hear what your thoughts were. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah. And now for our Royal highs and lows. It's time for the Royal highs and lows. I will kick this one off with my high of the week. Um, It's that Kensington Palace 
posted personal well wishes for Prime Minister Boris Johnson's recovery. If you guys didn't know, he was placed in ICU on Monday night. Uh, he is has coronavirus and he seems like he's in a stable condition the last I heard. But the high of this, that's not the high, is that, uh, the coronavirus situation, but the high is that Kensington Palace gave us kind of a rare glimpse of Prince William's thoughts by signing off this tweet with just a W. And so it really feels like it came straight from Prince William. Um, they've done this a couple times before, I believe on Twitter, but they actually this time posted the tweet screenshot to Instagram, which is a new thing for them. They've never done that before. And it feels so modern and very like meme account. Like I know mm -hmm. a lot of meme accounts do this where they post a screenshot of a tweet to Instagram. Yes. So I was like blown away that this was Kensington Palace account when I saw this. Yeah. Um, and I think it offers just kind of a, a rare glimpse of William saying what he wants to say in a direct line of communication. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I feel like they've just all really impressed me with how personable and um, I feel like all the royal pomp and circumstance is kind of going away during this time and they're just focusing on the necessity and just really delivering the support. I, I totally agree with you. Totally. Yeah. And then my low. So I'm really sad. This Sunday is Easter and they're not having their royal Easter services or at least not where everyone gets gets to be involved. So uh, usually they celebrate at St. George's Chapel at Windsor Castle. This year though, everyone's self-isolating due to the ongoing pandemic. So the Queen and Prince Philip are at Windsor Castle. So they may still go to church on Easter if it's just them. I think it would have to be like a gathering of 10 or less. Probably, Isn't it say. two or less now? I don't know what it is in the UK. Is it two but or less? Oh, wow. In, I think in okay. a lot of states, it's two or less now, so. Okay, okay. So yeah, maybe it would be just them. Too. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> or they could really like social it. distance on different pews, but they probably don't want to take any risks with the queen, so we'll see. Yeah, right. but, they, but you're so, right. If it's just them, they could potentially walk over. We'll see. I don't think that we're going to hear anything from them on Easter, except for maybe just a few social media posts, but who womp knows. Womp. Know. <laughs> so sad. I know. Well, I would say my high of the week was actually kind of random, but it's um, an, a delightful interview that was published in Hello Magazine with Matt Porteous, who um, has kind of become um, Prince William and Kate Middleton's go-to royal photographer for a lot of life events. Um, the photos that they posted on Instagram on the UK's Mother's Day, they showed a side shot with Kate and William giving Charlotte and George piggyback rides. And what I thought was really cool is he kind of, um, he gave some insight as to why that was the photo that they chose to post. Um, they posted a few other ones, but that was the main image. Um, it was because Kate and William are really all about family togetherness and happiness, and that really exhibited it all in that that's one so shot. Sweet. I love that. And that's really their priority. And I feel like that was the energy that I took from the photo. I yeah. think I just love knowing that that's, it really does always feel like that's their number one priority and that they do kind of have a lot of fun as a family of five. Um, so I, I just really enjoyed the interview. I also thought got a, a kick out of one of the statements he said, which is that he definitely feels the pressure on those shoots, which just felt like the lightest throwaway comment because I'm also just like, you think like that seems <laughs> like the hardest job. You're like capturing the future king of England. Um, right. You know, like kind of, I couldn't be more nervous for him. And yeah. I'm <laughs> 
I know. No I know. near being a photographer for the road. Like how many I... times does he check to make sure his camera's charged? He has like everything, you know, like a backup. He's saving to Not a hard drive in the moment. the wrong thing. Yeah, totally. I'm sure like, he's like studying up on what not to say like exactly just, he did say that wow. it gets easier every time so i'm sure now it's kind of like hey kate hey wills what's up but <laughs> that's what i'm imagining it's a sweet interview so if you haven't had a chance to read it i i recommend it and then you can revisit all the photos that he's taken of um the of kate and william and their family and um, that's in hello magazine in hello and- magazine yeah but my low of the week is actually more of like a humor driven low and it's um if you haven't had a chance to uh check out Prince Charles' um, Instagram account. Um, Prince Charles's iPad setup during his video update to let everyone know that he was feeling much better after battling coronavirus. He constructed his own iPad setup. And I just, it was a low, but it's also just so hilarious because he- I was gonna to say, work. I feel like he is all of us. He is all of us. I have my laptop set on two cookbooks right now. Yeah, so. I have my <laughs> laptop balanced on like a hassock chair during this recording. And, um, but he, so um, on his Clarence House, House Instagram feed, if you want to take a peek, he uses a red box, not the red box used by the queen for important documents, just a different Wait, red box. A, give me a background. So what the red box is what the queen signs. I, I feel like I remember this scene in The Crown where yeah, she like, has so to sign royal it's, documents. It's almost like- um a briefcase of sorts, but it, it, or access that, but it brings all sort of the daily memos and updates about government goings on that she needs to read. Um, so it's this sort of famous red box. It's definitely shown in the crown, but this was not the this red box. This was not that. Let's clarify, not the red box. No. Also a copy of his book, Harmony. Um, nice little <laughs> plug. He, I doubt I it was intentional that. though. I but that's that he you plugged know, himself for this. It had some heft and then a ream, an unopened ream of paper. Um, but my favorite, it's just so resourceful. Um, but right. I still feel like maybe someone could have helped him get a better, more stable setup. But um, it's definitely worth worth peeking. It, it, like I said, it wasn't a traditional low, but it uh, made me laugh low. <laughs> Somebody needs to order Prince Charles like an iPad stand yeah. on Amazon. It's a couple bucks. He deserves it. <laughs> He's really getting scrappy over there. <laughs> he really is. Um, so that's it for this week. But before we adjourn the Royal Pod, we wanted to remind you guys to leave us a Royal rating of five-star review on Apple yes. Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you're so inclined, just let us know what you think. Here's a real review from at song two, three, four, which we love hearing from you guys. So please keep continuing to write in at song two, three, four said, I just listened to the last episode of Caitlin and Lisa. I'm going to miss the girls. Hopefully the new ones can bring that same positivity. We hope we can. We're going to do our best. (laughs) Yes, we are. We're going to try and carry the torch as best we can. We love hearing from you guys. We're so thankful to Lisa and Caitlin, and we are so excited to take this on and be royally obsessed with you guys. Yeah, we love them so much. So know that. Rest assured that we very positively think of them. So (laughs) If you don't know by now, we'll we'll prove it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll prove it. So remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram. It's at Royally Obsessed Podcast. And if you're not part of the Facebook group, Royally Obsessed, please join. And easy to leave a comment in there. Let us know your thoughts. You can drop us an email again at info at gallerypodcast.com. If you are so inclined to follow us personally, I am at Robbie Frito on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I am at RKBNYC at a little, you know, rhyming um, on Instagram and Twitter. Please, yeah, feel free to follow us. We would love that. Yeah. And then just a reminder to subscribe on your podcast wherever you listen. 
until next week, God, God save the pod. <laughs> Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.